Welcome to Pure Skin Talk. My name is Devin MacArthur, and I'm a licensed esthetician practicing since 2011. This podcast is for anyone who wants to learn more about skin. Whether you are a professional esthetician, a skincare enthusiast, or someone looking to improve their skin, this podcast is for you. The episodes are kept short and focused with the goal to make skincare easy. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at PureSkinOC. You can also visit my website, PureSkinOC.com. Thanks for listening. Hey, everyone. So welcome to Pure Skin Talk. Um, we're doing things a little different today. We are, um, I'm interviewing somebody. I'm talking to Roberta Blevins. She has started, I mean, I shouldn't say she actually started, but she is a huge part of an anti-MLM movement of getting, helping people get out of MLMs. She was in one, uh, she was in Lula Rich, uh, the documentary, but because she, she was in Lula Row. Um, if you have seen that documentary, it was on Prime Video, so many of you have, I'm sure. She, I found her actually on TikTok, um, I think it was sometime last year, and I, she caught my, she just randomly showed up on my, you know, for you page as, you know, people do whatever. She caught my attention. I don't even know how, what, but whatever. She caught my attention. I started watching her videos, and I found her content interesting. I've always been fascinated by the world of MLMs. Um, I'm fascinated. I've been in MLM, so I'm familiar with that world. Um, but I'm fascinated by how uh, the their tactics and I don't know. I just I just find it interesting. Um, I, I I don't love their tactics. I'm not intrigued by them because I think they're great. I'm intrigued by them in a um, in possibly a sick way. I don't know. But anyways, um, so I started watching her videos, and then I did. We 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 touch on this topic, but I started. Uh, reading some of the comments and people would, she has um, acne rosacea on her nose. And so people would talk about that. And I don't understand how people on social media will comment on people's appearances. Uh, I, I, I don't understand that. I mean, it happens. I just, I can't relate to that because I can't imagine ever commenting on somebody's appearance on social media on a, a complete stranger. So anyways, I reached out to her and was like, I want to help. Uh, so I sent her some products. And so that's how her and I kind of like started our friendship. Um, I, I started doing that and then it helped. And um, so we just kind of went back and forth. And so we have been talking about, you know, me joining her podcast and her coming on my podcast and and um, just uh, she's a hairstylist. So she's in the industry. And so we just um, found that we had, you know, um, a bunch of things in common and uh I just I just like her and then the the documentary came out and then she is just obviously uh everything blew up for her she just incredibly busy obviously and then um her social media and her podcast and everything blew up so um we have finally been able to get together and talk and it was 
so enjoyable uh, finally being able to sit down and and speak to her. We we literally talked for hours, you guys. It was it was crazy. Um, don't worry, this podcast episode is not hours. It is over an hour, but it is not hours long. Um, just our conversation was, but um, she she's fun to talk to. I think this was a fun um, interview. It was very informative. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed the conversation. Um, we, we each tell stories, we talk about our experiences, um, you know, she, she talks about her journey and, and all the reasons why, uh, these, these companies are not, um, and it's not even, it's not necessarily even about the product. So don't even get hung up on, on, on that stuff about it. But, um, Anyways, I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, I on social media, I tagged all her info so you guys can follow her. Um, she gives it all at the end, but um, um, she kind of talks fast. So if you don't catch what she says, know that it's all on there. I put it also on um, the information for the the podcast episode on the actual podcast episode, um, like on iTunes and stuff like that. So it's there too. But it is the real Roberta Blevins on Instagram. And then on TikTok, it's uh, Berta like whoa, that is B-E-R-T-A-L-I-K-E-W-H-O-A. And TikTok is really fun. She does a lot of videos, um, and um it's just you know she does a lot of fun stuff so it's um fun to follow her on there so check that out and then of course you know follow me on social media at pure skin oc i do post a lot of my skincare tips so if you are new to me then you get a lot of you know general information even if you don't use my products then you still get a lot of information on how to you know, help your skin. And then as always, you can check out my website, pureskinoc.com. And I do offer my skincare coaching that is year round. So if you need help and guidance on taking care of your skin and what you should do, then check out my skincare coaching. It's only $28. It's so inexpensive. And it's a great way to get yourself on a good skincare routine. And if you ever have any questions, please reach out, Devin at pureskinoc.com. All right, you guys, I really hope you enjoy this episode. Um, and if you have any feedback, I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear what you guys um, think about this episode, because I know it's very different than my normal podcast episodes. So here we go. Enjoy. I'd like to apologize for the sound quality on this podcast episode. It did not go as well as I had expected or obviously had wanted. So I do apologize in advance. You can still hear it, but you just might have to um, adjust your sound a little bit throughout the episode. So you can definitely still hear it, but I do apologize. Thanks for understanding. All right, so welcome to Pure Skin Talk. Today we are doing something a little different and we are gonna talk to Roberta Blevins from, um, I don't know if you guys know her from TikTok or Life After MLM. She has been a huge advocate of um, getting helping people get out of MLM. She was in that documentary, uh, Lula Rich, if you guys saw that on Prime Video. Um, she is here today, so let's talk to her. Welcome, Roberta. 
Hey, it's so great to be here. Yay. <laughs> um, okay, so um, let's let's get started. So talk about your journey in um, joining your MLM and, um, you know, I mean, you don't have to go into full details, but talk to us about how you got started and then how you got out of it. Yeah, so I think what's most important to know is when I was introduced to MLM and it actually looked good to me, I was in a very vulnerable place. Um, I was looking for answers to questions that I had, looking to answers, looking for answers to things that had happened to me, um, trying to fit in the best options for me and my family, and um, was very vulnerable. And the first MLM that came across my desk that I said yes to was It Works. It only lasted for about three months because I realized it was a total joke. Um, and I moved out of that space. Um, it wasn't until probably about another year that LuLaRoe came around. That's what I'm most known for is LuLaRoe. And it looked absolutely opposite from It Works. So when I was in It Works, I realized, oh, yeah, this is a pyramid scheme scam. So when LuLaRoe came around and it looked different, um, I signed. And it wasn't different at all, but it looked different. And so that's really important, too. Like, MLMs will come in and they'll look different. And so you think, oh, well, this isn't like Mary Kay, because Mary Kay made me do this. This is very different, and I can sell this, or it's a different product. Um, but it's really important to know that what we're talking about when we talk about multiple marketing companies are the business structure and not the people or the products or the companies specifically, um, but the business model. And the business model has bad bones. So I didn't know that in the beginning. I got into LuLaRoe. I was very successful. I did exactly what they told me to do. And oh my gosh, it worked. And so I believed, I believed that really platitudinous bullshit of if it works, it works if you work it. Um, and I believed that. And so I sort of continued to go out and, and sell. And when people would come to me and say, I'm interested in joining, I'd be like, here's my link, join. And at the point, at the peak of my journey with LuLaRoe, I had 75 women underneath me. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a big team. Um, it was a fun team. I thought we had a really good time. It was a lot of really good relationships. Fortunately, most of those relationships I still have uh, because we're all out now, but um, there are still some people that are still in that do not talk to me, do not, I've, I'm blocked. Uh, I know that they speak badly about me because I've seen screenshots. Well, of course they do. Uh, and that kind of stuff. But while I was in, it was great, right? And that's the whole point that we're trying to prove here is like while you're in these companies, which are very high demand, high demand groups, um, everything is hunky-dory, peaches and cream, rainbows and sunshine. And the second that you start to ask questions or feel like something kind of is maybe unethical or weird or how come this is happening, um, you're going to get one of two things. You're either going to get love bombed and convinced to stay or you're going to get excommunicated and thrown out, basically. So uh, after many, many attempts of love bombing me and keeping me in, giving me free, uh, a free cruise, I got a hat, I got shoes, I got a watch, I got all kinds of things, wine, you know, like, let's go out to dinner, let's go to wine, like, let's do these things. So lots of love bombing. Um, I realized it was a total massive scam, a big cult, a big pyramid scheme. Um, I got very angry and I decided to leave and I was met with the excommunication I talked about. I was blocked. I was spread, spread lies, um, harassed phone calls, text messages, FaceTiming, you you name it, it happened. So um, it was very triggering. I had a, a massive panic attack. I decided to take some time off from my time in this industry. And I was like, I'm just going to like chill. 
and I started watching stuff on my DVR and there happened to be an episode of Aftermath with Leah and Mike, which is a show about Scientology and it was a Survivor's episode and um, lo and behold, that was the exact moment in time that I realized I had been in a cult oh for the gosh. past nearly two years. Um, it opened my eyes. It lit that fire under me again. I realized, oh my God, I joined a cult. I'm not dumb. How did this happen? Uh, and I started my, my adventure of trying to figure out what had happened to me and why. And was this happening to other people? And it, it, why is this a thing? And how is this a thing? And that was four and a half years ago. And wow. here we are. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. And it's interesting. I actually did not know that you did It Works first. Oh, yeah. Because that one is a big one in my industry. I don't hear mm -hmm. about it as much anymore. But definitely when I first started, I heard about it. Um, I was I was not approached by it, but I, I heard about it because it has to do with, you know, the body and, right. you know, that that it works rap where it's supposed mm -hmm. to help you lose inches or whatever. That I don't was know. The big thing when I was in was the was the rap. Ask me about our fat rap. Yeah, like that was the big Ask, it, actually, we had these signs that said, ask me about that crazy rap thing. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so cringy. I'm not putting this up. Like, I'm not wearing a shirt that says that. I'm not wearing a button. Please don't ask me about that crazy rap thing. I'm not interested in talking about that. And I do not like that term. It's super cringy. Um, but, yeah. And then the last one I joined, which was when I was leaving LuLaRoe, um, I actually got targeted and, like, yeah, I, I was absolutely targeted by somebody who had left LuLaRoe who I was trying to help. And she was in Modere. She offered me a bridge. She said, bring your whole team over. You were so amazing in LuLaRoe. You can do it again, blah, 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 blah. So I wasn't really sure. I was like, isn't that an MLM? I literally looked at these screenshots uh, and I was like, isn't that an MLM? And she's like, well, it's different, blah, blah, blah. I, I ended up ordering like a try me kit. I think it was like 40 bucks. And um, that's how they get you. Up. Yeah, that was me signing up, and uh, I, I I think I gave it a go. I don't really remember. I think I was in it for, like, two weeks. <laughs> I very quickly was like, this is the same. Like, they, they added me to the Facebook group, and I was like, no. And it was, like, that high pressure, like, you guys aren't selling enough. You guys aren't doing enough. And and I was just like, yeah, no, I'm done with this. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I will say I have been in three. That's another thing that I say on my podcast, Life After MLM, is that most people – tend to be in at least three, unfortunately. Um, and and I, I fit in that statistic as well, but I will say that the majority of my MLM experiences were with LuLaRoe. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, as I said on your podcast, I was in three as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sad to be part of that statistic, uh, but you know, mine was a skincare one. Um, it's interesting how though they all, um, it's all the same. Mm -hmm. It's just different products. Mm -hmm. um, yours was clothes. Mine was skincare. Um, and it's just, it's all about selling whatever it is, but it's really not. Um, as right. we discussed, it's really just getting more people in to yeah. what build. What hopes and dreams. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, and I feel like you're not even selling those because I, <laughs> I, I feel like you're just, you're selling lies. Yeah. You know? The idea of hopes and dreams through lying, yes, and deception, yes, because yeah. nobody is really fulfilling hopes and dreams. 
-mm. You're, everybody's losing money. Yeah. And if. 9.7% of people are losing money. And, and that's a huge, that's a huge <laughs> number. And, and you said you were successful, that you mm -hmm. did well. I mean, you had so many people under, I had zero people under me. I mean, I couldn't recruit anybody. I don't even know if I tried. I'm sure I did, but I didn't recruit anybody. I, I lost my shirt, but you mm -hmm. had people under you and you're still saying that people lose mm -hmm. money. Well, had I not had a team, I wouldn't have made any money because yeah. my numbers, my, my sales and my incoming and my outgoing were in, in the green by a couple thousand and then minus you know, all the ridiculous things I had to buy for my Lularo boutique, like my racks and my hangers and all that stuff. Like I, it, the boutique literally paid for itself. Like I made $0. It was a wash. Yeah. The money I made came from my bonus checks, um, which is very indicative of the pyramid scheme and very indicative of a multi-level marketing company. And that is where the majority of money is being made is in the bonus structure. Um, and the way that you get into that bonus structure is by bringing people in and then teaching them how to bring people in ad infinitum forever, endless infinity. Right. <laughs> and it's not necessarily even from the product because the people that are buying the products or the people that are in are actually, mm -hmm. yeah, it's not even like random customers. It's the people that are part of the company that are buying right. the products. And another staggering wild statistic is that 90, nine zero, percent of MLM product that is sold stays in the MLM. And that means that those it. are sales to distributor to distributor. Like maybe there's some really cool exclusive lipstick that I bought right when it launched and I bought a ton of it. And, and you, a smaller retailer, you weren't able to get any because it was sold out by the time you tried to get some, but I have 40 tubes of it. So I'm going to sell them to you and that's okay. You're going to buy 10 tubes because you've got people that want it. And so a lot of that majority of those sales are being sold like that. Or another example is you're trying to hit your rank and you're, you know, it depends on the compensation plan, but I've, I've heard all kinds of horror stories. Like somebody needed to hit this rank and the only way to hit this rank to get this bonus was that she had to do this consecutively for three months, which was like getting X amount of new customers, getting X amount of sales, whatever. And they came on my podcast and they admitted, oh, I created fake accounts. Yeah. I made a fake account. I bought that. That was a new customer, but it was just me. Um, they admit to using like relative names, making up names. I even had someone that was like, I used my cat's name. Like my, my cat is in my downline. And it's like, wow, <laughs> that's incredible. And these people are admitting it. And they're like, I did that. And then what happens is the episode comes out and I get so many comments and emails that go, I did that too. I also had a ghost account that was also encouraged. I had 15 ghost accounts that I would use and I would make purchase on, you know, and it's wild. Yeah. So, you're literally purchasing stuff and it's staying in your garage or your guest room or whatever it is until you can or can't sell it. But you're buying this to, kick, to, to hit your ranks. And a lot of times people will do that because the bonus that comes from hitting the rank or the prize that comes from hitting the rank seems so much better or worth doing all of these ridiculous things and jumping through all these hoops, right? right. A lot, here's a great example. Your bonus is $5,000, but you're $2,000 away from getting it. So all you have to do is just buy $2,000 worth of product and then you get this $5,000 bonus. Yeah. Right? So right. you're going to make 3000 But what are you going to do with that 2000 It's going to go in your garage. It's going to sit around you. Maybe you sell it. Most likely, most people end up throwing it away 
there's a term in this industry that is called garage qualified and it literally means that your garage is filled with all of the products that you bought yourself to qualify for your ranks whether it's getting a free cruise whether it's being able to hit that bonus to get invited to something or getting that that rank it 90 percent of that it's staying inside the MLM. Only 10% of product is actually making it outside to like people that are not affiliated with the MLM, like your mom or, or maybe your friend. It's like, oh, I love Mary Kay. I wanted to grab their lipstick. I don't have a rep, cool. You know, it's 10%. And in any other industry, a 10% sales, what? Yeah. A business wouldn't survive if you're only making 10%. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, because I have a viable business and my business (laughs) wouldn't survive. Like, you know, I mean, we talked about this before, but like when they say that, like when people in an MLM will compare an actual business to an MLM and I'm like, well, it's not because my business wouldn't survive if those were my numbers. Like I would Mm -hmm. have failed nine years ago if that's really how my numbers worked because I would have failed. It's pure insanity. It's meant to be confusing. It's meant to seem legitimate until you scratch the surface. Yeah. Because people that don't know are their target audience, right? You don't know how to run a business. Let us help you. Right. You don't know what a pyramid scheme is. That's not what we are. Right. Those are illegal. Right. Do you know what I mean? And so, like, you're going to use all of this platitude and this bullshit to get people to sign on that dotted line. Right. And they're not businesses. Right. And anybody that actually runs a business and has actually seen what it takes to run a business knows that spending $99 to get a box in the mail with a welcome (laughs) kit and some samples, that's not a business. But you get your own website with that. $99. $99. That you pay for. <laughs> right. Way more expensive than what actually a website would be per month if you ran your own website. Right, exactly. And again, they they rely on the fact that people don't know how much a website costs. Right, run exactly. Website. Exactly. And they say, oh, it's only $10. Isn't that so affordable? And I'm like, I think I paid $80 for the whole year on my website. I have all the control. I have complete donate, domain, robertablevins.com. It's right. not like robertablevins.com slash. Roberta Blevins, like it's me. It's yeah. my website. Exactly. I own it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so and it's well, what I also heard with these companies too, whether it's a cruise or whether it's a it's a free trip or a free car, it none of it is actually free. For what I heard okay. is that like with the car, you have to make whatever you earned, you have to earn that every month to get that car payment. The free trip I heard is you still have to like fly yourself to that destination yeah. or so none of this stuff is actually done right. when you make that yeah. whatever it all comes with all these strings attached There's a lot of strings attached so not all mlms have car programs right but a lot of them do yeah and basically what it is is it's an additional bonus check that's all it is you can spend that bonus check on whatever you want you don't have to get a car but that bonus check tends to be around the same amount that a car payment would be. It's usually like a $250 bonus or a $300 bonus, something like that. Um, And you just have to qualify it for it every single month, right? So what happens is when you hit the rank that opens up that car opportunity to you in your business, you then are able to go pick out a car. Now there's gonna be stipulations. And again, it depends on the MLM. It might be you have to get a Cadillac or you have to get a Mercedes or it has to be a certain color or you have to put on like the insignia of the company on the car. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? Strings, right? You have to have like a Keani sticker or a Mary Kay or whatever. Like Mary Kay 
your car is pink or it's a Cadillac or whatever it is, right? So there's stipulations for different things. Again, all of this is different. So everything I'm saying, there's nuance here, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just blanket statements. So what happens is once you hit that and you're able to get into that car program, you then have to qualify. And again, with an MLM, everything starts back at zero on day one of the month, right? The first day of the month, everybody's back at zero and you have to work to hit all those things. So once you hit that car bonus within those 30 days, you get that bonus check and then they give you that bonus check and then you pay your car payment with that bonus check. You go to the car dealership, you lease this car under your name with your credit. You pay the taxes, you pay the fees, you do all of this. The company has nothing involved other than like these are the strings that they have to do to even qualify. If you don't hit, right, say you get COVID, say you're sick, say your family, something happens and you're like, I got to take a week off and you're not able to hit. And because of that week, your business is affected and you can't hit that car bonus you don't get the payment but guess what the dealership's like you still have to pay it though even though you didn't qualify so now you're having to pay for this car out of your own money because you didn't qualify to hit the rank to actually unlock the ability to get this car bonus that happens a lot i've got i've got a friend who still has her car from her time in prove it but she's no longer in and they just pay that she has her proof car she doesn't have the insignia or anything on it anymore, but she still has that car and that's her car. And they just pay it with their regular money now because she's no longer improved it. That's but just crazy. She still has the car. The car is not free. They don't give you a car. They give you the opportunity to earn a check that may pay or may not pay it. And sometimes you might pick up a car that costs more or your lease payment because you have horrible credit and couldn't get a great interest rate is higher than what the actual check you'll be getting each month is. So then you're still having to pay out of your own pocket. So it's not free. And the same with those cruises, even if you you're in an MLM that is 100% all expenses paid, go ahead and check the miscellaneous section of your taxes. When you file, I guarantee you it's there and you will now be paying cruises on the full cost oh of gosh. what that, you'll be paying, I'm sorry, you'll be paying taxes on yeah. the full cost of what that cruise or that trip cost. So it's again, not free. And that's on top of just, that's just the gift of the cruise, right? Right. So I went on the cruise with Google Row. I live in San Diego. The cruise went out in Miami, so I, or wherever in Florida. I had to fly from San Diego to Florida and I, I think I was actually in Cape Canaveral, which I then had to drive an hour, but I didn't have a car. So I had to do an Uber, which cost me $100 each way. So that was $200 in Ubers that I had to do because I had to go to a hotel to sleep the night before because the boat left in the morning and it would have been way too much stress to fly in the, the morning up. So we flew in the day before, stayed in a hotel, you know, took the Uber from the airport to the hotel, $100, then the Uber from the hotel to the boat, $50 and then had to repeat that on the way back. So I probably did at least $300 in Ubers with that. Plus it's a basic cruise package and I'm not basic. <laughs> of course I added the food package, which was an additional, however much ridiculous, but I mean, I ate prime rib and like flaming on every night. So whatever. Uh, I added a drink package, which was not included. I added excursions, which were not included. And then I had to, you know, get new stuff. So then even prepping for a vacation, those are other expenses we don't think about when this free trip comes around. Getting new bathing suits, because I'm going to be on a cruise with a bunch of people, so I want to look super cute. 
getting the toiletries, getting all the things that I needed. There was all these themed nights, so I had to additionally plan for those costumes and like throw out it. I mean, it's not free. Well, and then don't you have it's to not work? Vacation either. Let's be honest. But don't you have to work during it? Because don't you have to continue to like make money exactly. so that you can make your? Right. So exactly what I just said about taking a week off. Yeah. Like maybe not actually hitting your rank. Like you don't yeah. have to do that. Yeah. So there were people on our cruise that were having. They were going live. They were like, "I've got a sale going. Make sure." And they're having assistants like ship things while they're gone. Yeah. Like, oh, my assistant's watching my kids. She's my sister, and she's watching my kids, and she's doing all my shipping. So you guys can totally order while I'm in the Bahamas. And like, they're running their business from the boat. Like, they're ordering these ridiculous Wi-Fi packages to be able to go live and run their business while on the boat. Wow. I mean, it's crazy. That's and anybody who thinks this is crazy, right? When you're in a cult, if you think this is crazy, and you ask somebody else, they're like, "It's not crazy. This is what we do." And you're like, "Oh, okay. Sorry for asking." So even if you were to ask anybody, like every single person would confirm that this is normal. Right. And so you're like, okay, I guess this is normal. I guess I've just never done this before. That, that's gotta be my own naivete. Right. Okay, let's go. And it's not, it's a cult. And that, that feeling you're feeling when you're like, this seems weird. That has a name and it's called cognitive dissonance. It's like your little inside Jimmy Cricket. It's your conscience. It's you being like, something is off. Something is weird. I've got two opposite things that I, believe both of them are true but it can't both be true it can't be an amazing business opportunity and a scam what's going on right? it's a scam you're feeling that, you're feeling that like pull yeah I, I i really implore anybody that feels that to not ignore it it is literally your built-in warning device yeah your gut instincts right like, follow it right listen to it right or talk to somebody yeah and yeah. that's another thing if you really do insist that this is the best thing and you really, you know, you're not seeing all the things that I'm saying or the things that people are always saying, it's there. You just don't see it yet. And it's okay. Not everybody gets there at the same time. Um, if you're feeling that way, have something I like to call an anchor. And an anchor is somebody who's outside of the organization who is either a former member, which are very helpful because they, their eyes are open now a former member of the organization, or someone who just really genuinely loves you, mm -hmm. who actually cares about you, a yeah. sister, a mother, a father, someone who actually cares. Yeah. And believe them. Yep. And it's, don't think that they're a hater. I always, those I always think it's important to have people in your life who will say no to you, mm -hmm. you know, and um, I, I definitely mm -hmm. have that in my life. Yeah. You don't want people who are always like, yes, yeah. like I always say That's celebrities. <laughs> yes. Well, celebrities always have yes people around them, you know, and it's always like, yes, yes, you're beautiful. Yes. That's not too much plastic surgery. Yes. Yes. And it's like, you got to have people who are going to tell you, no, that outfit looks horrible on you. No, that is not a good lipstick color. <laughs> yes. You need people. So you need people in your life that are going to say, um, you're in a cult. Uh, you need to get out of that MLM. You need to stop wearing that jacket. Like whatever it is, you need people that will pull you out. So yes. whoever that person is in your life. Silvery eyeshadow is yes. anymore. That's not oh, working no, for you. I'm yes. not wearing that all the way to our eyebrows anymore. <laughs> yes. Stop wearing um, blush that is um, orange or brown. That's not what you should be right. doing. Yeah. Like you just mm -hmm. like there's, there's, you need that person in your life. So whoever that is, talk to them.
it's your real best friend. Who's gonna yes. Say, That's not you. Yes. That's your anchor. Yes. Okay? You immediately know yes. what the anchor should be. Run to them. Run to them right like, now. What? Like, okay, I have a weird something happened. Yes. You can't feel shame, okay? You're going to feel shame. There's so much shame in MLM. That is how they are so profitable and they proliferate so much. Yeah. Is they work on shame. Yep. Right? These are cults and they're scams. Mm -hmm. So when you leave them, they don't want you to talk about it. They don't want you to speak out and say it's a cult and it's a scam. Right. So they will they will use different tactics to keep you silent. And one of those tactics is shame. Right. You yep. don't have to feel shame. Again, I said 99.7% lose, right? That's systemic. Like, that's designed that way. Right. So if 99% of people are systemically losing by design, that's not your fault. Right, right, right. It's just not. Right. Like, do you go to Vegas, throw $100 in the slot machine, hit max bet, lose it, and go, oh, my God, it's my fault. I picked the wrong machine. Oh. No, you did. it's not your fault. And right. guess what? Surprise. Gambling actually has a higher um, winning rate than MLM. Gambling is a 95% loss rate. And it's so much more fun. <laughs> and sometimes you get like a free cocktail or you meet cool people. Sometimes, you always get a free cocktail. Oh, I love gambling. Um, this is why I could never live in Vegas. Thing, right? like, you go into gambling and here's the thing, like. It's fun. So it's much fun. It's exciting. Mm -hmm. It's meant to be that way. I don't think anybody will. Okay, I'll take that back. There's probably someone. But the majority of people that go to the casino, bet it all on black, the majority of people that go, let's go play some slot machines at the casino, whatever, they're not thinking they're going to walk out millionaires. Right. Right. They know that the $20, the $100, the whatever money that they have is money that they can lose. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. I know when I go to Vegas, I'm like, I got, this is the money I yes. came to lose. Yes. And this is the money I came to spend. Yes. And if, if this money that I was going to lose makes some more, then cool. I yeah. have more money to spend. Yeah. But I know I'm most likely going to lose $300. Right. Spend. Right. Yeah. It's my entertainment money. Right. You don't. That's not how it is in an MLM, and an MLM is worse. Right. You're told it's only $99. Mm -hmm. and it's going to change your life. Oh my gosh, it's absolutely going to change your life. You're going to have the best friends. You're going to have the best stuff. You're going to have the experience everybody wants. You're going to be living that FOMO life. Don't you want that? Don't you want that lake house? Don't you want to get off food stamps? Don't you want to be more than you are? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so you pathetic. Know? And you're just like, oh, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah. It's, it's very, very loaded. Um, yeah. They are cults. They use lots of loaded terminology. They are going to manipulate you 100% yeah. from day one. Yep. Because what they want from you is everything. Yep. Yep. So let's talk about it in terms of the beauty industry because you are also a hairstylist. So yes. you understand um, uh, what it does to this industry and... Um, and why um, it's not necessarily a road we want to go down um, mm -hmm. as far as bringing it into our line in our, um, um, I mean, it, it, for me, I look at it because some people will be like, um, I, I see a lot of new estheticians will be like, well, if I'm going to, um, if I'm going to start doing facials, like what can I get at Target? And I'm like, well, why would somebody come to you? Right. If they can just go to Target and like do their own facial, I kind of look at it the same way like MLM because it's not necessarily about the product, but like it's not a good product, mm -hmm. the ones that I've had experience with. So why if they can just go to next door and go talk to the woman selling it, 
why would they come to you? Or if they can just go to Target, like it's kind of the same thing. It's not a professional product. Most of them aren't right. that great. Um, the clients mm -hmm. that I have seen that have used it, a lot of the times their barrier is disrupted, damaged, whatever. Um, I mean, why would we choose it? Um, if you want to talk about it on a business standpoint, you're not going to make any money. So on an esthetician side of it, we're not gonna make any money. As a hairstylist, you're not gonna make any money. But as a customer, as a client, um, it's not gonna do any good for your skin. So why would you wanna come to us? Right. You know? So um, as a hairstylist, what, I mean, what are you seeing? So first and foremost, we have to understand, I've, I've been a hairstylist, I'm a cosmetologist. I got my license in 2002. So I've been doing this for what, 20 plus years now. Um, and the thing that we have to understand in this industry is it's a one-on-one -on -one industry, right? Like people are trusting us and that is like really crazy. You have to think about this. And, and this is my favorite part of being in this industry is that we have this purview that a lot of people don't get, right? Like I can think back to my clients. Like I remember like just cutting this one guy's hair. He was just like a cool dude. And we had a really good time joking and laughing. And then all of a sudden, a few months in, he's dating this girl and he's like, man, I think she's the one, right? And I'm so excited and I get to have this purview of his life. And then all of a sudden I start cutting her hair too. And she's telling me, oh my God, he's like amazing. And I'm like the one in the background. I'm like, dude, she's super into you. The next time I talk to him, they end up getting married. Oh, right? I love that, yeah. He's like, you gotta do our hair for our wedding. And so then I'm a part of their wedding. And then I remember I was pregnant and he came in. This is my client, Brian. He comes in, I don't do his hair anymore because I'm no longer in LA, but he comes in and he goes, I need you to cut a mullet. And I was like, a mullet? And this was back when mullets were not cool. <laughs> and I go, why? And he's like, well, here's the other thing. Brian would come in wearing like the shortest, shortest cutoff shorts, like, like never nude style cutoff shorts with like a shirt that would say Harvard University and then underneath it's like, haha, just kidding. Like that's <laughs> the kind of person he was. So when he asked for a mullet, I was like, yeah, right? He goes, look, he's like, I wanted to tell you, my wife is pregnant and I need to have a mullet because I need to look horrible because she's gonna look so horrible. And he's totally joking. He's just that kind of person. Yeah. So that was the joke it was like, while his wife was pregnant, he was going to have a mullet. And again, like, this is something like, I know this, I know the backstory of the mullet. No one else knows this backstory of the mullet. Yeah. And then the most amazing part was a few years later, he came in, he sat down in my chair and he goes, it's mullet time again. Aww. And I burst into tears. And so like, these are the, these are the, the like relationships we're creating, right? Yeah. Like, I was with this guy from singledom to father of two. Yeah. And we're still friends on Facebook. I totally just got chills. I love these stories. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Right? And so we have to understand that these are not just throwaway relationships. These are really important relationships. Yeah. Anybody can cut your hair. Anybody can give you a facial. Like you can go anywhere. Yeah. There are so many salons. Think about your, your route to work. How many salons you pass. How yeah. many places people can go instead of your chair, your table, your bed, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So we have to understand that these relationships are valuable, yeah. that these people have chosen us for a multitude of reasons. They like our personality, we give good service, we're fun, you know? Like yeah. I learned very early on in my industry that it's probably like 20% what I can do and 80% the way that I do it and how it's fun. My clients are like, I just like coming in to get the update and like to tell you what's going on in my life. Like I'm just, I'm just here because I love you. Yeah. 
now that we're in that headspace, you have to understand, again, like we said, multi-level marketing companies are not actually businesses, they're cults and they're scams. And I've proven this a million times. And if, if you need more proof, you can check me out on TikTok, or you can check out my podcast, you can send me a message and we can talk. But that's what they are, and that's a fact. So if we're now in the headspace that these customers and these clients of ours, we have created amazing relationships with them, and then you offer them a scam where 99.7% of people are going to lose money, you are effectively going to alienate really amazing people out of your life and your business. Absolutely. And it's possible that those people will not come back. And you have invested so much time and energy in creating these amazing relationships and you destroy it because you offer them a scam. Mm -hmm. It's, it's really tragic. It happened to me. I lost clients. I lost clients. I did. And it's okay. We're still friends. I just don't do their hair anymore because they found other people when I left because I was too busy selling a little row. They had to find other people and they made new relationships with other people. And they were like, Look, I love you and you did my hair great, but I love them and they do my hair great too. And I just can't yeah. leave them to come back to you. And I'm like, it's totally fine. There's no hard feelings on my end. I understand. I made a mistake. And I think you have to understand, like, if you're willing to come back with your tail between your legs and be like, I made a mistake and I'm so sorry. And you know that those people might not come back. Like, that's a risk that you're willing to take if you decide to join one of these companies and you decide to promote one of these companies as a professional in this space. Mm -hmm. I don't. And here's the other thing. I don't trust professionals that sell multi-level marketing companies. If I walk into your salon and you have Monet on the counter, I'm walking immediately out. I'm not even, I'm not even going to say hi. I'm going to be like, yeah, nope. And I'm out. Yeah. If I walk into your spa and you have Rodan and Fields and you have Modere, no, absolutely not. Goodbye. No, nope. I don't care. These companies have so many civil lawsuits with people claiming all of these horrible things that actually happen to them. I, I've been involved in these lawsuits. I've helped investigate these lawsuits. I've, I've been a part of this. I, I've, I've done the, act, the activism in multi-level marketing company, and I, I've done it. I've seen it. I'm not just a person that's bitter. I'm not a hater. I was successful in multi-level marketing. I made money. Like I said, those bonus checks, I made over $60,000. So it's not like I'm just some bitter hater, which is what the MLM will tell you I am. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the goal. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's very difficult um, you think it's a really good opportunity. You think, oh, wow, look, I can sell this and I can sell it online and it's so easy and I can reach more people. But also if you really look at those comp plans, you're not really making more than 15 to 20%. And you know, cause you have a cosmetology or an esthetician or a nail tech license. You have some sort of professional beauty space license. You get to walk into those Cosmo props and those Armstrong McCall's and those, whatever they're called, those supplies, the salon centrics. And you see that the stuff on the shelf, we're getting 50% discounts. We're getting higher pro higher percentage discounts than those MLMs are offering. Yeah. So why wouldn't you just want to find a product that you can buy, whether it's walking into a beauty supply and grabbing it on your day off or working with a rep that comes in and saying, look, I really love this brand and I really want to work with them. And this is what I want to do. You're going to get a much bigger discount and you're going to make a lot more money if selling is what you want to do. Yeah. But if selling is what you want to do, being in a service-based industry is probably not going to be your best bet. If what you're wanting to do is sell product, you should become a salesman because we're not in this to sell product. We're in this to help people 
to provide services and to say, hey, look, if you like what I did, this is what I used and you can grab it. You're not, that's not the first thing. People don't come in and you don't look at your books and go, woo, I'm gonna sell a lot of moisturizer today. That's not what you think. Yeah. You're like, oh my gosh, Sally's coming in. That's great. Oh, I gotta ask her. She just had her baby. Oh, oh, I'm so excited. You know what I mean? Like that's how it is. Yeah. And if it's not like that for you, like then what are you doing? Yeah. If you really want to be a part of a pyramid scheme, then go do that. But being a professional is going to alienate you from the people who trust you. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so funny that you mentioned that you look at your books to see who's coming in. And, and I actually, I actually have a podcast episode and it was called um, something like, should you put a number on a client? Um, because I listened to another podcast where people were talking about your, your number goals for the day of uh, this is how much money I want to make for today. And I didn't like that approach because as I've, I've told you, I'm not a salesperson. I'm not salesy. I like to educate. I like to, you know, I like, I like to talk to my clients just about life, but also like mm-hmm. if they have questions about skin, but I'm not, my, my first approach isn't like, what can I sell you today? Right. Because this is the number I have to make. This is how much money I have to make. I don't have those goals. And maybe, maybe that doesn't work for everybody that, but that works for me because I don't want to have that pressure on myself of like, I've got to make $500 today. I Mm. want to have the pressure on myself of making sure that my client is happy. I want to make sure that they are leaving with glowing skin and that they're leaving knowing that like I cared about their skin, not that I made my sale, not that they left uh, with, you know, making sure that I made exactly the number that I needed to make today. That's not how I want to look at my clients because then I think you lose what you're doing. And that's not why I went into this industry. And I think you're exactly right. If that's why you went into this industry, then you need to find another way to do it. Then I don't think you need to be in the treatment room or need to be in a chair. I think you need to be doing something different, but not the MLM route, because that's not how you're going to be making your money. Well, here's the thing, right? Like if you really like the sales aspect of it, reach out to the rep that comes into your salon and be like, look, I really think I want to get into sales. Like, how did you get started? Yeah. Talk to the reps, because yes. salesmen go to the, the salon yeah. yep. and go, hey, I'm interested. Are you guys doing stuff? I'm like, I really like to work into the education yeah. aspect of this and, and, yeah. and work on like the sales and the rep side. Yeah. Can you let me know when there's something coming up? Sure. Yeah, here. Yeah. There's so much you can do with this license. There's yeah. so much. Go to the skin shows or the trade shows, whatever. And like, go, go. There's so many ways to do it that you don't mm-hmm. have to go through an MLM to, that's the worst way to do it, actually. Because it's not about selling the product. It's about building your team. It's about, it's not about the product at all. So that's not how you're going to be using your license anyways, you know? And yeah, but, and even in a pyramid scheme, you know, it's not about the product. It's literally about bringing more people in. Yeah. So even if you think I'm going to join this skincare company, MLM, because everybody on my Facebook is talking about it and I really like them to buy it from me instead like it's not actually about the product and you're not going to get that product knowledge. Right. You're just not. It's not going to be focused on that. It's going to be like, oh, oh, someone is buying a regimen from you. Oh my God, you should offer them the opportunity. Right. Okay. So now I've turned my customer into my competition. Right. 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 So that would be like you as an esthetician, you do someone's facial and they're like, oh my God, I love it. And you're like, you should become an esthetician too. Right. 
Why would you do that? <laughs> but it's so stupid. Come back to you. Right. She's now in beauty school getting free facials from all of her friends at school. She's right. Coming back to you ever again. Right. It makes no sense at all. No sense at all. And by the way, I did that. <laughs> I did that when I was younger. I had a girl, she was like my sister's best friend, and I would do her hair, and she's like, this is so fun. I love coming to the salon. I love getting my hair done. It's so incredible. And she was a great client. And I was like, you you should totally become a hairstylist. And she did. And I never got her hair done. And she's a great, successful, wonderful hairstylist, and she really, like, she went the platform around. She did the whole thing, and I'm so proud of her. But I never did her hair ever again. Right. And, um, and that was just one example. Right. And I still think about it. And like for me, like that's what a pyramid scheme is. Like right. maybe every single person that came in today, right? Every single facial extraction, whatever that you did, right, is convincing that person to also become an esthetician, a right. hairstylist, a nail tech, a receptionist, whatever. Right. And so then dumb. once you get enough estheticians, you move up to mega estheticians. Like mega. Like that's not a thing. Like it's just mega. I mean, it's so dumb. And like another thing I want to point out is because I think that people get misled on social media is that when you see those Facebook posts or those Instagram posts and probably on, on TikTok, TikTok too, is all the comments. Because, you know, I like I, I get nosy and I like to read. And all those mm -hmm. comments are not from people that are genuinely interested. It's people that are already in the company that are yeah. probably in their upline or downline yes. or whatever. Those are the people commenting. That's a really fun game to play. Yeah. When you see a comment, when you see a post like that on social media, and this is just like if you're scrolling within the next couple of days and you're, you're just like, you know what, I'm just going to see Roberta said. If you see someone on your social media that's promoting this MLM and you notice that there's a significant amount of likes and comments, because usually these posts don't have very many. Oh, so there's usually like five, five or six more <laughs> comments than normal, right? You're like, wow, there's kind of kind of a lot of comments on this. Check out the comments. A lot of the comments are going to say things like this. Oh my God, I'm so excited that you introduced this to me. It's literally changed my life. And then you click on their profile and they sell yep. And a lot of times it's that person's upline. I'm like, they didn't even, they're not even the one that introduced them. You're her upline. Why are you lying? Yeah. And a lot of things like, oh my God, this changed my life. And you click, you're like, you sell it to. Yes. You sell it to, you sell it to. I'm yes. assume you're all on the same team. Yeah. You all have the same upline or you all have the same downline or yeah. whatever it is. You yeah. know, like I was like, all of these people sell it. Yeah. I also play the game, like how many clicks? Oh yeah. Whereas when you see somebody playing something like that, especially like on TikTok, you click their profile, you click their link, you find their MLM. Like usually, I think it's the, <laughs> the lowest thing was one click. I was like, that's very obvious. But <laughs> sometimes it takes 15, 20 clicks where you're just like, wow, they're really good at hiding this. Like if you really want me to be a part of this, why do you make it so hard for me to do research? Yeah. Ooh, that's a big red flag. Right, exactly. That's a really big red flag. Exactly. Exactly. They sell um, um friendships too. I've noticed yeah. that. The 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 prospect. Yeah, conditional. Yes. They're only going to be Of course they are. In. But uh, but they're selling them um, I've noticed mainly to introverts. Um well, I don't know if that's true, but it's, see, I'm an introvert, so maybe I feel like they are. It's mm -hmm. like if you have trouble making friends or if oh, you're yeah. an intro, I like, I feel like because extroverts, it's very easy. So I'm like, if you, you know, if you're, you know, older, if you don't have kids or if whatever, like, Absolutely. look how many friends I have, you know? And you know, like being a single woman 
isn't really a vulnerability until you make it a vulnerability. Right. So they're going to make that a vulnerability. Right. Oh my gosh, you live by yourself. You don't have any kids. Oh, that's so sad. Do you, like, do you have friends? Like, you must be lonely. Right. You know what I mean? And right. It's, like, it's very much like this. I'm trying to be nice. But right. like, I'm also putting down. Right. Nice You're clearly lonely. Yeah. So good thing I came into your life. Yes. Yes. But I think the biggest red flag of any MLM or any pyramid scheme or any scam at all, and this is the biggest red flag, and I want everybody to put on their thinking caps right now and really listen to the words I'm about to say. No other industry ever, anywhere in the history of the world, will tell you what to say when someone asks if you're a pyramid scheme other than pyramid schemes. There's no business anywhere that will ever tell you what to say when someone asks if you're a pyramid scheme except pyramid schemes. So if one of the first things that you're going to learn is how to shoo away the haters that think this is just an illegal pyramid scheme, then there's... You don't you don't go to medical school and it's like orientation. They're like the first thing people ask you. You say no, I'm a doctor. That's the first thing. Okay, you don't see it at Target. You're not in orientation. You're not like having more people join Target so you can become the manager. Like that's not how that works. I've never been asked. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just that is the only scams are the only thing that will try to convince you it's not a scam. Yeah. And then give you so much training. Right. On that. Right. Right. How to get out of that conversation. Yeah. How to get out of that. How to turn it around. How to be like those are elite. And I would never do anything. Right. I'm right. like that doesn't mean anything. Right. And you know me. <laughs> you know I wouldn't do that. You know I love you. <laughs> I mean, think about like. Think about, and this is horrible, this might be triggering, but think about any sort of abusive relationship, whether it's a best friend who's like really like on you all the time or a, a significant other, like they do something horrible and then they're like, but I love you. Right. Right? Yeah. Don't forget that I love you. Right. Yeah, don't, exactly. Don't forget to remember that I love you and that I'm your only friend and that no one would love me as much as you and that I'm the only person that ever would care about you ever. Don't forget that. Yeah, exactly. It's very abusive. Exactly. Exactly. It's incredibly abusive. Yeah. 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 I mean, and, and leaving MLM is really difficult. You know, it is. And and it's funny because I help educate people on what these are and how to get out of them. And I get comments that are like, I don't understand why you need to teach people. Like, you just quit. And I'm like, obviously, you're in an MLM and you have no idea what it's like to leave because you think you just quit. You think that your entire identity that you've made for however long you've been in this isn't going to be ripped from underneath you and that you've been painting yourself with this broad brush of Rodan and Fields is amazing for so long that it has become your entire personality. And so the thought of ever admitting that it isn't legit is like an implosion of like yourself. So a lot of people feel really stuck. Right. They don't know how to get out. And I'm right. like, some people don't understand that these people have gotten in so deep it's in their entire personality. Like their husbands have quit their jobs. They're helping on the back end. They have no income any other way aside from the MLM and they need help getting out. Right. And that might look like, okay, my husband went back to work. It was just so cooped up here during the quarantine and he just really needed to get out of the house. 
So when you see that kind of stuff, it could be that your friend's trying to get out. Yeah. And they're slowly taking these steps to get out of this. It is very, very difficult. The deeper you are in, the higher you are up, the more you have invested. Mm -hmm. Because not only that, is you for the last however many years have literally told everybody that has warned you that they're crazy. Yeah. That this isn't a pyramid yeah. scheme, that this isn't a scam, that this is a blessing for you, that you've gotten to go on these vacations, that you have all this amazing stuff because of the MLM. And you realize it's all a joke and that you've been duped you now have to admit that yeah and sometimes admitting that you've literally lied to every single person that actually loved you and actually tried to save you for however many years that's really hard and, and embarrassing for so harder, many sometimes that's even harder than leaving and you're like you know what i'm just gonna stay in this forever because i can never admit right that this is a scam right right it's really hard yeah and so that that's what i do right like i try to help people just to see those connections, I'm never going to tell someone you need to leave this, but I do want to give people the information that the companies don't. You see these, you see these statements put out. I read between the lines. I take that math. I reverse engineer it. I go, this is how many people are successful. Well, that means this is how many people are unsuccessful. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is what's happening. Well, that's what that means that this is happening too. Um, and a lot of people don't want to look at that stuff. They want to put their blinders on because they only want the positivity. Right. And again, you're going to find that toxic positivity in multi-level marketing where you're not allowed to say anything is bad. You also are going to find that in any other high demand group, like a cult or like a really high demand religion or a one-on-one -on -one abusive relationship. You're going to find all of that. Right. It's so, it's just, it's how it works. It's literally like like control 101. Right. Um, and if you're feeling this and, and you're battling with your cognitive dissonance right now and you're like, oh my God, I do sell that, but I, oh, okay, maybe it is kind of high demand. Oh, kind of, kind of, kind of got mad when I took the weekend off for my boyfriend's birthday. Okay. No, I guess what she's saying is true. I really implore you to look at this. Uh, Stephen Hassan's bite model, S-A-S-H-A-S-S-A-N, Stephen Hassan. He has uh, a website which is called um, Freedom freedom of mind control. I can't remember what it is right now off the top of my head, but his bite model on his website, freedomofmind.org is what it is. And his bite model is literally like a guide for cultish high demand groups and organizations. It stands for behavior, information, thought, and emotion. And they're the four ways that high demand groups will control you. There is a checklist. You can go down it. If you are even like resonating with like two or three of them like it's it's time to do some introspection um you know there's a lot of ways that you think that you don't even realize they're controlling you with like being on zoom calls all the time like your time control your time management they're controlling that why aren't you on the zoom how come you didn't check in have you written your list of 50 people yet they're always going to constantly keep you so busy that you don't have time to think you don't have time to stop and ask questions you don't have time to go this isn't this isn't right and if you do find that time to do that, they're going to put you on another wild goose chase to keep you busy. Yeah, absolutely. Thinking and education is the downfall of high demand cultish groups. The more you know, the less they can control you. Mm -hmm. Well, they and don't want you asking questions because you have to remember knowledge is power. Absolutely. And they don't want you to have the knowledge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't like me. They talk shit about me. All the MLMs think I'm, you know the antichrist or whatever well, yeah been, not my name but my work has been featured in like mlm propaganda as like a hater i'm this is a hater this is what the haters are doing right now well that's how you know so you're I doing know your job watching you know i know yeah. they're watching and for me i mean i like it <laughs>
I'm making a change and I'm making a difference. And the reason that they're angry is because I'm hurting their bottom line. The more women and men that I can educate to see and hear the red flags, the less people will get sucked into them and will have devastation. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because I know this is like, especially for what I do with my podcast, this is definitely veering off in a very different direction. But um, I, I think it's important because... I, I, I think people get sucked into these and I think, um, I think it's really hard. I think some people do it because they want to support their friends. So they buy the products. Um, and I think that's doing their friend a disservice. And I think that people maybe will join just to join because they also want to support their friend. And I also feel that's doing their friend a disservice. So it's like um, enabling the bad behavior. And so while you feel like you're helping your friend, you're actually not. And so I want to say, don't. Just, you you have to stop it at some point. And maybe you personally can't get your friend out, but by buying into it, you are supporting your friend and, yeah. and we just, we have to stop it because she's only going to get, or he, I shouldn't just, I mean, men do it too. We don't want them to get in deeper. We want to mm-hmm. pull them out. I've lost money at it. I was horrible at it. I absolutely failed. I'm not bitter because it was so many years ago. I was young and dumb and I can fully admit that. And that's fine. Um, <laughs> But it also like it just it was an it was a mistake. It was an experience. I learned and I grew and I grew from it, and that's fine. Um, it, it just wasn't isn't something I would I would do again. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't. I mean, I the first one I did was skincare, and it just wasn't that great of a product. I you know I know better now. But mm-hmm. you just have to realize that um, the majority of people aren't going to make money. And so by helping like staggering majority, right? Not even like 51%, like 99%. Right. I mean, that's a huge number. And so by, by you quote unquote, helping your friend, you're just helping her stay in longer. So she mm-hmm. loses more money. Mm-hmm. And, and so that you're in, you get in deeper and deeper, right? And make bigger purchases. Uh, that's another reason why MLMs always have new stuff coming out. Um, it's really fun. They'll be like, oh my God, we sold out overnight. And I'm like, but it's not available to the public yet. So you didn't sell out. Right. Your reps bought it. So Your reps bought it. Company. Exactly. Exactly. And all, like I've I've seen with the companies now, there's like a waiting list to like get into the website. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's so silly. All these like mind tricks. So you think that all these people want it. So all these things are in high demand. It's like they're not. They're not in high demand. Websites aren't crashing. It's like it's all these like ploys to think that things are bigger and better than they are. And they're yeah. not. I mean, imagine like buying a ton of stuff from like a from like a store at cost, and then going on eBay and flipping it and and doubling it and seeing if people would actually buy it. They're like, yeah. Why would I spend fifty dollars? I could literally get that for twenty five dollars at Target right now. Yeah, it's that sort of thing. Yeah, where you are actually the customer, you are actually purchasing it at full retail, even though the MLM is like, this is a wholesale, aren't you right. lucky? Yeah, it's actually full retail. Right, and then you are doubling it or whatever and reselling it. Or whatever you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're paying retail as yeah. the rep. 
Yeah. And here's another thing. You might not, you might already be this person's like, I would never join one of those. But here's the other thing. There are going to be people sitting in your chair that sell them, that will pitch to you. I get pitched all the time. I got pitched for rainbow vacuums the other day. Oh, what kind of vacuum do you have? And I was like, what? Ra rainbow vacuums? Yeah. It's oh an my MLM. gosh. Rainbow vacuums is an MLM. And I was pitched like, it's so great. If you, um, if I can do a demo at your house, you get like a free air purifier. And then all you have to do is like, if you refer five of your friends that I can do a demo, you'll get the vacuum for free. And I was like, this is a pyramid scheme. And I literally talk about them on the internet. I, I don't, I'm not sure what's going on here. Like you follow me. Uh, what is going on? They're like, oh my God, it, rainbow's a pyramid scheme. I was like, yes. Oh my God. And I was like, yeah, see, it's so commonplace. So there will be people sitting in your chair who are also going to think because the MLM, when they join are telling them, Ooh, you're a hairstylist, you're a esthetician, you're a waxing girl, whatever it is. She's a great person to put on that list. And the next time you go into your appointment, should definitely mention because they come in contact with so many people so of course they're good yeah yeah exactly Again, this is good information to know that you know the facts that you're not even going to be tempted when somebody offers you an opportunity like this should be like look roberta said it's a scam i don't even care if it's <laughs> the, the thing i've been looking for for yeah. my whole entire life i can find that elsewhere yeah that is somewhere else mlms do not have anything that is not found somewhere else mlms do not have anything that you cannot find better and cheaper really easily yeah and there are so many groups on facebook that are mlm dupe groups if you went into an anti-mlm group and you were like look i'm leaving this and i really need a dupe for this you will get so many people that are so happy to help you yeah so, oh i used to do that too and you know what i use this and this and it's like even better and it's cheaper and it's great and you can get it really yeah. easily yeah it's they don't easy. have the corner on any market no they don't they literally don't no um you know and I mean, MLMs are so embarrassing and cringy. They have the dumbest names. They sell <laughs> products that you're just like, what is this? Like, this came out literally 15 years ago. This is not new. I'm not really sure why you think this eye serum is that great. Like, it literally came out years ago. And I it's know. cheaper. I know. I know. It's wild. I and know. so it's just really good to be informed. And especially if you're in one or you've thought about being in one, just knowing what to look for. And when you understand that, uh-oh, it was about three months in, I was really successful. And the fourth month is when, oh, that cognitive dissonance was like, remember what Roberta said? So like, even if you think that you can beat the system, you probably can't. But even if you think you could, and that's okay, know what these red flags look like. So when they show up, you don't ignore them. And you go, okay. And if you're listening to this and you're feeling like, okay, I think I've been in a lot of these, like, join the movement if you want to speak out about these and you want to share your experience like join the movement there's somebody listening that needs to hear your story that has the exact same thing happening to them right now and even you commenting under something and being like look i actually use this product and xyz and then somebody goes thank you i felt crazy because yeah. the company told me i was yeah you just confirmed my suspicions they use gaslighting they use manipulation they lie they cheat they steal yep. they don't care. Yep. MLM's core competency is deception. It is the only way it works. And they MLM all not work any other way. If the product was so great, it would be in target. Okay. Well, and that's the thing, the argument like that us uh, as uh, professionals that we'll use is it would be in dermatologist offices. It would be right. in all the med spas. Yeah. It would be like we, everybody would be using it. You, you wouldn't have to sell. Yes. You wouldn't have to sell to all the moms. Because right. all the professionals would be using it. 
Right. So I don't, I mean, that's just, there you go. Right. That's what's so silly. I don't know. But I mean, they all. In every industry. I know. You get it in the fitness industry. Yep. You get it in the wellness industry. You get it, like, there's people in the food industry that there's MLMs. There's wine MLMs. There's toilet paper MLMs. There's, like, Whole House Shop Club Melaleuca. You can buy everything you'd ever need. Can you commit to buying $100 worth of cleaning products a month? That's all you need. You know? I know. It's crazy. They're cults, y'all. Get out. And they all have the same verbiage. It's yeah. just, it's all the research. same. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I did want to talk about one because I've been seeing it on TikTok all over the place. And I think I see it more now because once you start watching one, you start, you get them all. But that stupid jewelry fizz oh. thing. Oh, the ring bombs? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I find myself like watching it, but only because like I'm fascinated at the people having the parties. I'm just fascinated at the personalities. And so I'm watching, I don't even care about what they're doing. I'm just watching them. It's a lot of, and I, I hate to say this, but I, I do see it and I and I do talk about this. And so I feel like I can. Um, I see a lot of unchecked and an undiagnosed or misdiagnosed mental illness. Okay. Fueling a lot of these behaviors. There's a lot of manic behaviors sometimes. And I don't know if it's because of the mental illness or because of these high demand situations that people are getting put into that they're acting certain ways, but you see like a lot of, of manic behavior. Okay. You know what I mean? Like a lot of anxiety uh, and that sort of stuff in these people. Um, and it's, it's really concerning. And I, I think a lot of people are either like laughing, like, look at this crazy lady, or people are like feeding into it. Cause they're like, you're my favorite jewelry plopper or whatever it is. But there's a lot. Oh, of this, um, I'm so unaware of that stuff. Yeah, I see it. Maybe that's why I'm drawn to it. Cause I'm just like, so it's like, upsetting. what is happening? Like, it's just, yeah. I mean, not everybody, but you right. can see it. You right. see it. And, um, oh, now I'm going to look for it. We're talking a lot. Uh, I talk a lot about the cult aspects. And so I've been doing a lot of research into sociopathy and things like that and reading books. And it's the same thing. Like once you see it, you can't unsee it. And I'm starting to see these behaviors in people and going, oh, okay, that's a little bit of this unchecked. Um, and it's just, it's dangerous. And the MLM doesn't care. Right, you know, right. I think if you were in a regular business and you started acting a little manic, your boss might say, hey, do you need some mental time like do you need to take a mental health day you know take the weekend off come back refreshed but an mlm is like go 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 You're yeah not make yeah money if you don't hustle and right so it's this really toxic hustle culture yeah um where they're using all sorts of different things to really just manipulate people i see a lot of faith manipulation like jesus told me to do this and jesus will save you like it's not just shampoo shampoo's just the vehicle and i'm just like whoa i've watched people baptize like have baptisms in the resort pools of these conventions. They're baptizing themselves. Like it's really interesting. And it's this faith manipulation. And again, it's very culty and it's very dangerous and nobody is checking it. And so that's sort of what the anti-MLM community does. We sort of bring those issues to the forefront and say, look, this is what's happening. And here's ways to spot it, to see it, to move around it, to navigate through it and, and to avoid it. Um, it's just, it's a very scary space and I, a lot of people don't understand how um, dangerous it is because until recently, nobody was really speaking out about these companies as cults and cultist organizations. And, um, 
it's it's very much so. I've talked to cult experts. I've talked to all kinds of different people, and and 100%, we all agree from all of our different expertises that MLMs are 100% cults, and I will die on that hill. <laughs> yeah. No, I believe it because it has yeah. that cult mentality yeah. for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. You know. I mean, I I mean, I I don't think I could. I mean, having watched the Scientology, which I think everybody's watched that. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot. I think they definitely overlap on the same kind mm -hmm. of absolutely. getting into your brain and really brainwashing you and getting you to think a certain way and not veering off you know yeah. that's why I don't think I had a chance of succeeding because I was like I'm not doing it your way I'm going to do it my way and so there was no way I was going to succeed in that because I was like I can't right. do it yeah, this way the honest way will never work right honesty in a lie will expose the lie yeah so well it will never work to do it your way that's oops why you have to do it their way because their way is the lying deceitful way right right oops Sorry about that. Sorry for my ethics, but <laughs> uh, sorry. I tried. That's the thing, you know, the morals and the ethics. I think that's probably where most people's cognitive dissonance starts to quiver. Right. And that's really with me too. I started seeing what was happening outside of myself right. and, and noticing that it was really affecting people. And then it started affecting me as well. And that's when I was like, you know what? This is something that's very dangerous. And I'm not really sure why we're not talking about it. Right. Well, I think you just get tricked into it. You don't, I don't even, I, I don't, cause I don't think people go into it and thinking I'm going to forget my morals and my values. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm just going to, I'm just going to do things this way. I think you just, you kind of get tricked into it and you don't realize this stuff is happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? You get lured in. Yeah. Right? It's a lure. Yeah. It's not like, it really isn't a decision because I think most people when they're presented with this opportunity always come sort of like uneasy, like, I don't know about this. Yeah. But then people, well, what is your concern? And then they're going to use that and they're going to sort of twist it and, and convince you essentially. And at that point you're lured in, whether it's fake manipulation, whether they're using FOMO, whether they're promising you things that are never going to happen, whatever it is, whatever your trigger is, whatever your vulnerability, like they're going to use that to get you in. Yeah. And then when you're in and it's not working like they said it would, guess what? That's your fault. Right. And it will always be your fault. And it won't matter. I got wet, soaking wet clothing and it was my fault. Right. It was UPS's fault. I left right. the box outside. I should have brought it in faster. I was like, what? No. So it doesn't matter. And that's a, a cornerstone of a cult is that the cult has no responsibility, yet all the praise. Right. We want all the good and none of the bad. The bad is on you. You brought that in yourself. We're right. here. We're all about positivity and happiness. And if that's, there's something bad, that's definitely a you problem. Right, right. But knowing the statistics and knowing how this works and knowing that it's a cult and a scam and a pyramid scheme and everybody is sort of complicit, you realize very quickly, oh, yeah, no, okay, no, this is just a scam. I got it. Right. Well, and it's funny because if you look at the statistics and you're like, okay, well, 99% of the people aren't going to make it, you still... Somewhere in your brain, you think, but I am going to be different. And you have to think, well, why do you think that? Well, I know that, like, I've gone through things in life. And, you, I mean, it's the same when you go into a relationship and you know that, like, um, the guy cheated or the guy wasn't a good guy. It's the same thing. Well, I'm going to fix him. I'm going to make, he's going to be good right. to me. It's the same mentality of, I'm gonna. I'm um, gonna be. I'm some, gonna be the one that's gonna. Right, me. right. So it's the right. same thing where I'm gonna go into this company, and even though only one percent or less than less does less. well, I'm gonna be that because right. I'm different. I'm not average. 
Yes. I'm better than them. I'm going to work harder. They obviously didn't work hard enough. I'm going to do that. So that's why I'm going to succeed. Yeah. So it really like it perpetuates that stigma that it really is about hard work when I've, you know, proven for so many years that it really has nothing to do with how hard you work. Right. Um, and it's more about how, how willing you are to to be immoral and unethical. And unfortunately, that's just how it is because you are literally believing the lies that the MLM is telling you. Yeah. And you believe those to be true. And you are perpetuating that on this truth that's not actually true but you believe it's to be true and then you're perpetuating that and you're teaching others to perpetuate that you're teaching them to perpetuate that and then you find out that oh my god everything i've done was predicated on a lie yeah everything i did was predicated on scamming but i didn't see it like that in the beginning because it was presented as this pretty package with a bow right but when i opened up that package it was full of shit yeah yeah and so it's real that's it's just another really important thing to think about and again people are going to do what they want to do they are and right. i'm the only person i can control and i don't want to control anybody else that's like the whole thing right leaving right. control is that's exactly and this is why it's just it's putting the information out there and then Absolutely. people get to do what they want to do with it's it that's for them and their lives and right their families and the people that they love right and if that's being in an mlm while you're trying to get out of it then okay right but i guarantee you Unless you are willing to be that point zero three percent or whatever it is that that point three percent, it's very lonely. I, I talk to the point three percent on my podcast. So if you really are still going, okay, but I'm not average, and I can totally be that point three percent. Listen to my podcast. Listen to those episodes with those top people and the regrets they have and the things that they had to do to appear successful. Yeah knowing they're spending $10,000 a month to make 15. Yeah. And they're like, I'm, I'm, I'm making less than any, anything I've ever done, but I'm living this life of luxury and I'm living this life. If you can do it, I can do it. Let's do it. Yeah. But it's all fake. Yeah. And it never stops. They never get to enjoy. Yeah. And there's no authenticity. Yeah. And that's another thing. When people leave, they realize that they've been off in a, inauthentic. They then have that to unpack. Yeah. And sometimes people never unpack it. I talk to people on my show that have not that have not been in an MLM for 20 years and they never really understood why it was bad, but they had that weird feeling. And for the last 20 years, they've sort of had this like thing buried inside them that never really made sense. And they always sort of felt guilty. And anytime anybody brought up MLM, they'd be like, ooh, and triggered a little bit. And then they find my podcast and they go, thank you for giving me the permission to work through it and unpack it because I didn't realize it was still affecting me. I left Pembroke Shep 20 years ago. Yeah. It's still affecting me because this, this, and this happened. And I've always wondered why or how come. Yeah. They find my podcast and they go, wow, it's so much deeper than I thought. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 It's, it's got to be exhausting to carry that burden. It's, you know, let it out. Let yeah. It yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I've always said this with like skincare. So, I mean, it, it'll fit with this too. Like, I'm not here to force anybody. I'm not here to like make people believe the way like my philosophy on skin or whatever it is. I'm here to present to you. Here are the facts. Here mm -hmm. is the way I feel about skin. This is what I think about MLMs. You have presented facts 
today and do, do what, what you will. Right, exactly. Do what you want with this information, but you can't deny the facts. You can't right. deny what they are, but it is now your decision to do what you want with it. And if you right. and if anybody needs help getting out of the MLM, then reach out to Roberta. She will absolutely help. Um, but don't stay in anything that you don't have to stay in. Um, mm-hmm. An MLM is not anything you have to stay in because um, it, it just it's it the product's not great. Um, <laughs> there are friendships outside of an MLM. <laughs> Yeah. There, there are more people outside of an MLM than there are in one. So there are people that you can find, um, you know, just any anywhere. I mean, go on social media. You can find a friend. I promise. Yeah, check out the hashtag anti-MLM advocate. Oh, my anti-MLM gosh. Anti-MLM education or anti-MLM movement. And you will find yeah. so many people yeah. that are so excited to be like, another one. Come on. We're so excited to have you. Oh my gosh, um, seriously. An incredible, an incredible opportunity and an incredible place to grow, to learn, to unpack those like feelings that you've had, to ask those questions that you always had and no one could ever answer. I can answer them. Yeah, I absolutely. absolutely can. And so it's really great. If you're interested, you can dabble. You can come find me on social media. You don't ever have to like, comment, or even follow. You can just sort of check in on me. You can yeah. just sort of look. I've got people, it's so funny, I have this one woman, she emailed me, she goes, Roberta, I have to tell you, four months ago, I hated your guts. I was on TikTok, I showed up on my For You page, that algorithm was really working, and I, I listened to you, and I was like, oh, this girl, I hate her. I hate her so much. She's like, but for some reason, I followed you, and I would just sort of watch, and I'd just sort of check in. And then one day, you talked about my MLM, and I was so angry, because you were so wrong. And she's like, but I, I thought about it, and I that seed, I always say plant that seed. She goes, you planted that seed in me, right? And it's like, she was thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. And she goes, and she's like, and I left my MLM and I love you now. Wow. And you saved me. Wow. I had no idea I even needed to be quote unquote saved, but I was so deep in believing the lies. And every time I came with any problem, they always were like, well, this is why. And it was always these platitudinous, like canned responses, these copy paste that didn't really ever answer the question. It just sort of satiated that need and it made, and they would give me something to do and keep me busy. Yep. And so it's like, it's just like everything you said happened, happened. And it was like, I never saw it until you opened the door. Yep. And you know, and now these people are creating their own content and yep. starting their own podcasts and are starting their own YouTube channels and like continuing it from there. I mean, I've helped thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people with another one. Yep. Sometimes I've only ever talked to a couple, a handful of them. I have no idea like how big the scope is that goes out, but for me, it's so unbelievably important. Well, and you don't even know how many people you're reaching because not everybody's gonna even reach out to you. Right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I have two documentaries. Yeah. But whoever saw that, maybe they're like that girl, the one that said cold. Yeah. The dead part leggings girl. That right. Girl. Right. Exactly. How can they find her? And 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 the thing is, what's interesting is sometimes, like I mean, and this has happened to me, and I'm sure it's happened to everybody, is sometimes you see something at the right moment. You see it just when your vulnerability is yeah. at, at, at you know is open just at the right moment, you know, and maybe for that woman. She saw you just at the time where it was at the right moment that she was willing to, even though she hated you, she was still willing to give you a a shot and it just worked out for whatever reason. And she eventually came around, 
you know? And she got out. One of those women that hated me the most in the beginning is now one of my greatest friends. I mean, <laughs> there you go. See? And now she has a friend outside of an MLM. Yeah, we have this See? Incredible community. She was just like, I'm so sorry. See? And I was like, dude, I what? I'm so glad you did because now we're friends. Yeah. I mean, you get you out of these things. MLM. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's an incredible community. Such wonderful women and men. Again, we said that. Here's the statistic on that. About 75% women, 25% men. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first one that I joined, it was actually a husband-wife team. So, and he was very, I remember like, just like, I thought it was a little weird just because like, it wasn't a lot of men. Like I didn't, I didn't know any men that were in them at all. And I felt like he was a little like, I thought he was a little weird. Not because he was in the MLM. I just thought he was a little weird. There's a lot of MLMs, especially like the, the heavier, like evangelical, like religious ones. Um, and sometimes even the, the heavier, like Mormon ones, uh, really focus on like bringing the husband in and like making it a whole family thing. Yeah. Those like that. Um, there, there's a couple. Amway is very much like that. Amway is very obsessed with people's relationships and whether they're not. They really want you to be married and they really want you to have an Amway husband. It's it's very much oh. like that. I have a couple different Amway episodes that are pretty eye opening in terms of like how involved they were with people's lives and, and they would not have accepted me. Um, but the majority of the MLMs that you're going to see men in are going to be more service based, like the insurance MLMs, like Family First Life or Primerica. Uh, you might see them selling Cutco knives. I'm sorry, that is an MLM at at, um, at Costco. Uh, that is Vector Marketing and is an MLM company. You might see them selling like uh, heated neck wraps at in the frozen food section of your grocery store. Those are also MLMs that a lot of people don't know. They're very innocuous. If it seems too good to be true, if it seems kind of weird, it's probably an MLM. <laughs> um, but those are the ones that men tend to get sucked into a little bit more because. Uh, a lot of times those MLMs will target you in that don't you want to be like a real man and like make a real income so that a real woman wants to have a family with you. It's very much like this very uh, patriarchal bullshit of like, that's what a real man would do is sell Amway. And I'm just like, what? Yeah, it's, it's really toxic. I have some men that come on my show and, and explain their situations of how they were targeted and the things that were said to them in order to emasculate them um, and, and convince them that to be masculine, you need this MLM. It's, it's really wild. So wow. they're everywhere. They're coming at every angle. There's thousands and thousands of these things out there. They want you. If And again, it's like, if that business just really wants you, I really want to get you on a call with my mentor. I really want to get you to this thing. You really got to come to the Holiday Inn by the, by the the airport you know yeah they're so pushy very much very mlm yeah yeah they're all red flags the infliction in people's voices i've got an episode um on my podcast if you're interested in the red flags called amanda montel and i talked to my friend amanda montel who's the author of the book cultish and we go through those red flags of what they would sound like because there's also infliction in people's voices in the way that they say things and the words that they choose that are 100% loaded with the purpose of getting you convinced. Oh and so gosh. that's a really good jumping off point if people are just like, I'm just kind of curious about that. That's a great episode to just sort of, to, to learn what these red flags might look and sound like. Oh my gosh. It's very clever. I and mean, every time I educate on how to avoid them, they come up with another way that I've got to sort of 
reverse engineer and educate about oh my gosh you know like they keep me busy and i'm okay with it it's like it's just like selling snake oil it's like i got something good for you you know it's like oh it's that guy in that that slime that pulls into the center of town and goes we got trouble yeah yeah totally totally yeah 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 it's the harold hills and the the snake oil salesman i'm like no thank you i'm i'm good thank you the barnabies of the world it's the guy selling in the kiosk at the mall you know yeah. hey, let me just curl your hair yeah totally flat on your hair i'm like i'm a hair stylist and you're not yeah you can't even legally touch my hair yeah get away from me and please don't touch my hair yeah 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 and they want to like very much they very much remind me of like carnival barkers. Right? Yeah. Like when you're walking through the game section of like the, the county fair, come on, one dollar, one dollar, yeah. one dollar for three balls, one dollar, hit the bear, hit the bear, get the yeah. guys. You know, yeah. Very much that yeah. too. No. Um, and so if you're feeling why like I don't carnival go to carnival barker, um, like uh, revolutionary, like tent preacher, that whole thing, it's all it's all there. It all came from that. It all stemmed from that. Yeah. I'm not even lying when I say that MLM sort of came from all of that. It's absolutely true. Um, it's it's wild where MLM came from, but it is it is the idea of a couple of scams, and it's an amalgamation of a multiple amount of scams yeah. to create a brand new scam. And, and, and I believe that it. scam has been proliferating as a legal thing since 1979. Isn't that lovely? Legally. And I was just a one-year-old baby at that time. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, okay, this has been um, very educational. I mean, I knew a lot of this because I've been following you for so long, but I definitely learned a few things today. Scary things. I'm really glad I'm not in an MLM um, mm -hmm. anymore. Um, but uh, tell everybody where they can find you. Like your podcast, social media, all of that. So you can listen to my podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. It's called Life After MLM. Uh and yeah it's great you can start at episode one which is my story you can start at the newest one that we've got it's really great um oftentimes when i'm talking in the podcast if i mention something that maybe someone who hasn't been following along since day one might know i'll pause and say hey you should check out this episode really quick because we're going to talk about this and that episode actually dives into it so that's a great you know what i mean like it's very educational but it's also great you can jump in at any point and if there is anything that you need to know i usually mention it um you can find me if you just if you're more of like a social media person and you're like look i don't have time for podcasts like three minute videos is as much as i can take i'm also on TikTok. you can find me Berta like whoa we're educating we're sharing fun stuff i share behind the scenes we do funny things uh, a lot of anti-mlm humor education when we when we're doing this it's it's so emotional and it, it's so heavy that we really put a lot of humor into it um because if you don't laugh you cry and why would we want to do that it's more fun to laugh uh, we're always working with with people in the cult space and the religious space and we're, we're com um, Collaborating with all kinds of really amazing people to bring lots of really great information Literally as like anytime I do something and collaborate with someone I get comments from like oh my god my two favorite people my worlds are colliding It's really really cool. And so we're really opening up that community and talking to other people in different spaces that have nothing to do with MLM uh, I talk to like fitness people or like diet people to show you all of that stuff as well. So it really is not just multi-level marketing. Like we really get into a lot of different scams and, and ways that people will come after you and just really, really good ways to protect yourself from a variety of um, interlopers. <laughs> uh, so you can find me on TikTok as Berta like whoa, W-H-O-A. 
Um, I'm also on Instagram as the real Roberta Blevins, and you can find my podcast on Instagram at Life After MLM Podcast. And I will tag all this stuff on my social media too, and then also on um, when I post this um, podcast episode. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for being here, Roberta. And Thank we'll so much, Devin. We'll talk soon. Yeah. Oh wait.